Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media and Service of Change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, and this is the show that challenges reality, questions at which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change, making the paranormal feel quite normal, and the supernatural quite natural. And let me tell you, right now, everything just feels paranormal, supernatural, out of the ordinary, weird, and wonky. It has been one of those weeks yet again for me, my friends. I don't know what is going on in my life with my health. I have been terribly sick once again. This is I, one of the most unhealthy years I've ever had, and I take good care of myself. I got hit with a, a stomach bug on Saturday. I know I talked a little bit about you know how I was feeling nauseous Friday night right before I did the show last week, but... I was out. I was down for the count. I had to call out of work on Monday and on Tuesday. I I couldn't function. I was so dehydrated, so weak, so malnourished. couldn't Couldn't really get around. Just get tired easily. It was It was horrible. I'm not going to complain about it right now. But man, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm on the mend now, fortunately. But I'm still recovering. I'm still can't eat certain foods. I'm I'm on the the brat diet now. Uh, just trying to eat. You know basic things that aren't going to make my stomach upset as I'm trying to heal and recover and get my strength back. But oh my gosh, got me thinking though, just it's a humbling feeling to be so debilitated sometimes. Again, for the second time this year for me, this was bad. It just got me thinking about a lot of things. You know, I've been talking with um, with Ray Davis uh, a lot about the disclosure efforts to the stars. I, I'm not going to get too much into that this week. I think at least I need a break from it. Talking about it. I think we all need to take this the show in a different direction this week. I am not dropping the story. Ray and I have been doing a lot of digging, a lot of analysis, a lot of pondering behind the scenes uh, on this developing story. Uh, and I am convinced that there is much more to it. Um, it's complex. We have uncovered a lot of connections beneath the surface. We've been going through uh, current interviews. We've been going through past interviews, old shows with Art Bell, um, anything we can find. And we have connected some dots. And through connecting those dots, I can honestly say I am still really confused (laughs) about what the overall agenda is here. But something stinks, my friend. So I have a lot to share about that. I'm going to put that off for another discussion because emotionally it's it's draining me. And I I need to unplug from that subject temporarily. But this is one of our, our big stories here, and we will continue to track it. Um, like I said, I have a lot of a lot to say on it, so please check back next week, and I will give the updates of where we are. But I need to I need to let some of this stuff simmer that's come across my plate, um, so I can make sure I'm I'm not putting out bad information. I'm not misleading you, and I'm not wasting your time. 
that's my my big concern here. So I need to let some of this simmer of what what we have come across uh, in the past week. I want to go through some articles that are in the news this week. A lot of this stuff ties into AI. It ties into consciousness uh, and our future and our reality. Another one of my favorite subjects to talk about on the show. It's been a little bit since we got into that. Uh, Forgive me, my computer's making noises in the background. But I'm going to talk about some of this stuff, some of the... uh, where this future may be leading us. Uh, I have some concerns. I have some solutions. You may not like some of the solutions that I have, but I I need to put them out there. This first article is from uh, technologyreview.com. It's called Fake fake, fake Fake News 2.0, Personalized, Optimized, and Even Harder to Stop. It says, Artificial intelligence will automate and optimize fake news warns a technology supplier to U.S. intelligence agencies. Now, that's just the the little blurb at the beginning of this article, but this is a very concerning article here. It goes on. Fake news may have already influenced politics in the U.S., but it's going to get a lot worse, warns an AI consultant to the U.S. government. Sean Gourley, founder and CEO of Primer, a company that uses software to mine data sources and automatically generate reports for U.S. intelligence agencies via InQtel, the intelligence community's investment fund, told a, told a conference in San Francisco that the next generation of fake news would be far more sophisticated thanks to AI. The automation of, generation, of the generation of fake news is going to make it very effective, Gourley told the audience at M-Tech Digital, organized by MIT Technology Review. The warning should concern cause I'm sorry, the warning should cause concern at Facebook. The social network has been embroiled in a scandal after failing to prevent fake news, some of it created by Russian operatives, from reaching millions of people in the months before the 2016 presidential election. More recently, the company the company been hit by the revelation that it let Cambridge Analytica, a company tied to the Trump presidential campaign, mine users' personal data. All right, this goes on. I'm going to skip around a little bit here. It's giving some background. Uh, Gurley noted that the fake news scene to date has been relatively simple, consisting of crude, handcrafted stories posted to social media at regular intervals. Technologies such as primers could easily be used to generate convincing fake news stories automatically, he said, and that could mean fake reports tailored to an individual's interests and sympathies and carefully tested before being released to maximize their impact. I can generate a million stories, see which ones get the most traction, double down on those, Gourley said. All right, I'm going to have the links for this in the show notes at sixcentsmedia.net and uh, at servicechange.com and in the secret newsletter. What's the big picture here? Facebook has mined so much data. Google has mined so much data on our browsing histories, what we're liking, what we're talking to. Um, Is it this article? No. I I was reading another article, and they were talking about... i got to find that article... It, 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 it was it's tied into this Facebook Mark Zuckerberg everybody being in trouble right now for all the de- the Cambridge Analytica. What this whistleblower was saying is that Facebook is mining so much data, it's even recording things that maybe you would type and then delete before you hit the send button. It's recording everything, so it knows 
a lot about us. If if we are not cautious with our browsing history, and and here's the thing, we're so comfortable now with the internet and with our smartphones and looking things up, it has a pretty good idea of what's in our heads, what our interests are, how we think, how we process, how we research. AI has what it needs to create quite the capable deception. Now, we saw the trouble that fake news crafted by humans did on this most recent election, at least here in the United States. Now you want to add AI into this that can process a lot higher, a lot faster, and create and generate things that they're going to tailor to each individual user. We start to see how complex and complicated this can get. It's tailoring fake news stories just to mess with your head. Ultimately, you can't trust anything. We're looking, in my opinion, possibly at the end of trustworthy, the trustworthy internet. I don't I don't know. This is something we need to be mindful of. I, I read a story like this and I, I'm I'm ready to give up my phone. I, I feel that I'm addicted to my phone as it is. I feel that they've already they already know I, I'm the guy who ten years ago when I got out of the military was it ten years ago? I don't even know how long ago got no, it was fourteen years ago that I got out now. Oh my gosh, it was a long time ago. But when I got out I would shred my junk mail because I didn't want to put anything with my name, my address in the trash can. I'm talking physical junk mail that would come to my my address. I wouldn't have uh, my internet accounts. Every name I used was a fake name, a fake date of birth. I didn't put anything out there. And then little by little, just to stay in touch with friends, I got on board with Facebook. And then once I published my book, my memoir, talking about my intelligence experiences, I kind of just stopped caring. And now everything's out there. I do exercise certain caution with certain things, obviously. But if AI wants to get a good feed on me, it's certainly got it. Um, How many of you are equally as vulnerable? I I sometimes feel like I just need to turn it off and go dark. But then that is counterproductive for what I'm trying to do here with the show and with Sixth Sense Media. So it's a tough place to be. But be cautious, my friends, with everything that you're doing out there in the social media realm, start looking for alternative ways to get your information. I know we rely on YouTube, we rely on, and the spoken word, at least for right now, I'm sure AI, and we know they can create voice as it is, trustworthy uh, trustworthy people. You need to go with personalities and not necessarily these random websites, these random stories. You know, I'm vouching for SixthSenseMedia.net because it's me and Ray Davis who are currently creating that content. Um, start identifying what you can trust. Uh, you know, and, and at Sixth Sense, you know, we, we put in, when we're talking, we're not giving just opinions. Ray and I do reference our sources where we're getting stuff. Check those sources. With everything that we put out, check and verify what we're telling you so you can grow to trust in what we're saying, along with the other sources that you find credible because it's only going to get harder. All right, I need to move on to the next story. This next story comes to us from SixthSenseMedia.net, and it's one that I want you to go and I want you to read. It's called The A-Word, Alien. And Ray's commenting, um, this, this, this really speaks to me, and it talks uh, in line with what we talked about last week, and I, I promise I'm not going to get too much into that stuff, but I need to address this. And, and Ray's article talks about how well, we have these disclosure efforts. We have the acknowledgement that these UFOs exist. 
but it seems like everybody's afraid to say the word alien. They might be alien. Why? You know, some I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple of things that um, that Ray says. To quote the old password game, the word is alien. Apparently, the new disclosure is one we are not going to use the quote a word because it triggers people and shuts down discussion. I learned that this week during a Twitter conversation where I was being critical of former Senator Harry Reid's opening comments to a reporter from New York Magazine who contacted him to talk about UFOs. And I I read this last week where Reid said, well, I'm happy to talk to you. Just let me preface this by saying if we're here to talk about little green men or stuff you want to look at that was found in New Mexico or something, I'm not interested. If you're here to talk about science, I'm happy to do that. So Ray was being critical of that, as was I last week. Ray continues, we have disclosure and debunking all in the same paragraph. Little green men, really, Senator? The defense of this statement was the A word must be avoided if we are to have disclosure. This is apparently part of some super guru strategy to bring people to the subject without scaring them back into their holes with the A word. Disclosure without the A word. Is that possible? We're all aware that the A-word is not the only possibility to describe these phenomenon and to explain the experiences millions of people around the world have had, but it's a darn good place to start. Even if it describes some of them, it may not describe all of them. I want you to to go and read what Ray has written. There's another paragraph I want to read about it. Having these conversations without the A-word is like trying to talk about World War II while avoiding the words Adolf Hitler. The mention of his name may offend, frighten, or shut down the conversation, but anyone wanting to have a serious conversation about the war cannot do so by ignoring Hitler. Like it or not, he was part of the parcel to that war, just as as, as the word alien is part of the parcel to any discussion of lights in the sky, abductions, and aircraft that leave our best jets in their dust. This is a powerful article for me written by Ray. I put, this is one of the reasons why I'm upset. I put something about this on Facebook today. I said, hey, this is a great article. I plugged Ray. I plugged the website. Great article. Check it out. I referenced, I said, look, we've had the disclosure uh, by the New York Times, by the Washington Post, acknowledged by the government, trying to give the safe words out there for people to at least engage with this. I haven't gotten a single comment, a single share, nothing. I've had zero engagement with that post what I don't understand is why nobody is talking about this. And again, I'm trying not to get into that tonight. I really don't want to get into it. But it's something that has me perplexed, and it really has me wondering. I, I feel like I'm living in, in some kind of movie, or Invasion of the Body Snatchers, or They Live, where we're seeing something that everybody else isn't, or everybody else is intentionally ignoring. And my question is Why? Why doesn't it seem like anybody is interested out there in this subject? I don't, I don't get it. It's an enigma to me. And it's very frustrating, which is why after this story, I'm cutting it off for the rest, rest of the week until next week when I can get into this again. I need to think about this and, and really process this. Why are the people quiet about this? And I think we're going to come back to this as I talk a little bit more about AI and manifesting our reality. Um, but that's something I, I need to think on. Next article. <clears throat> this is interesting. This is from the Washington Post. 
It's titled, It Could Be the Biggest Change to Movies Since Sound, If Anyone Will Pay For It. I'm just going to summarize this real quick. It's talking about Spielberg considering investing in uh, a, a new movie medium, incorporating basically virtual reality as the movie-going experience. There are some companies out there right now that have, you know, you can go walk through what it's saying, a virtual alien zoo. Um, but what movie makers are trying to de- determine is how much of this experience do they want to make interactive or do they want to just tell the whole story? I guess, you know, do you want to have like a, a do you want the viewer, the person watching the quote movie to have a role in this or do they want to just be fully immersed in this virtual reality world? So you put the headset on and you look 360 degrees and you're seeing the movie. Now some places actually have a room where you're walking around the room and it feels like you're walking around within the movie. So they're trying to come up with just how engaged are you going to be or are you going to be more of a passive observer or somewhat of an active participant like in a, some type of role-playing game. Um, but they're saying this is the potential where future the future could go. Fascinating. I, part of me would love to experience something like this. could be a lot of fun. But is this another way that we're getting sucked into and addicted to not only tech but it's another way that AI is getting its hooks and its claws into us, um, making it more comfortable for us to upload that consciousness to the cloud. I've talked about this before. I'm going to talk about this actually in this next article. Elon Musk has uh, developed a company called Neuralink. I did a couple shows on this. I was tracking this for a while. Uh, it's been quiet for a little bit, but here's a new article about it. But what Elon Musk is moving to do, he's worried about AI. And he says his belief is that the only way to combat AI is to merge with technology. He wants to merge the human brain, human consciousness, with technology, with the cloud. So he created a company, he's part of a company called Neuralink, where they're merging the human brain with technology so we can directly interface with a computer. So basically you're going to upload your consciousness to the cloud, AI is out there, I think that's a very dangerous, very scary thing. This is from CNBC where I pulled this article, um, courtesy of the Drudge Report. They pulled it first, I guess. It's called Elon Musk's Brain Implant, Implant Startup Reportedly Planned to Test on Animals. In seeking regulatory approval for its planned use of office space in San Francisco, a Norlink employee said the company was looking to house rodents and conduct operations for in vivo testing. Elon Musk said Norlink will initially focus on providing brain implants to people with disabilities but he has not talked about testing on animals. So basically what this, what, what Musk wants to do initially is to help people that have some kind of disability, some traumatic brain injury, um, and, you know, and other and communication issues, which is wonderful. And that's why it's hard to sit there and say, hey, this is a bad idea. But we need to ask ourselves, is this Pandora's box? Are we trapping ourselves in a deeper level of the matrix. I was listening to some other uh, people. I forget. I listen to so much today. Somebody else talking about this, trying to understand our reality. And I think that many of us are trying to break free and this AI consciousness that may be out there. And and all I can say is go back and listen to all my past shows. I've, I've really delved into this. This AI that may be out there, maybe a negative influence, maybe an archonic influence, maybe even made the reference that Colonel Corso suggested tied into the Roswell crash. This AI 
if it can get us hooked into a deeper level of the matrix, would make it that much harder for us to wake up and break free from this simulation that we may be living within. So it's very concerning to see um, where this could be going and what this could mean for all of us uh, you know, out there, in here, however you want to refer to it. So they're looking to start testing that on animals right now, on rodents. Um, they say it's probably about seven to nine years away from its full fruition, which isn't that far away. So you combine that with the cloud uploading consciousness there, and we've done other shows talking about that, with now we've got AI that has the ability to create fake news tailored to your own, uh, I guess, wants and desires or your own worst fears. What are we, what are we doing here? What is, are we watching this unfold? I feel like I'm having trouble speaking right now. The article I just read talked about how this AI is now going to be able to do this probably by the time of the next election. So now you really want to upload your consciousness now? There where AI is going to have the ability to influence your reality? Could be a good thing. Could be a horrible nightmare. Could You could be creating your own personal hell. Which brings me to something else I want to talk about. Because I've really been struggling with a lot of this stuff. Before I lose the thought... That I'm having. Let me just get it out there. AI is reading our algorithms. It's creating algorithms to understand how we think and what we're interested in. If we're hooked up to a cloud, it can then create and manifest a reality based on what we're putting out there. Does that make sense? I just had this conversation tonight. What people say regularly now, you hear it, I've said it on the show. We are co-creators. We are conscious creators. We have the ability to manifest what we want in this reality. And I, I've done I've had discussions about this, I've done research into this. You know, the double slit experiment ties into this a little bit. Um, you know, how observations influencing uh, matter. I've done a show talking about the power of Hollywood. And something that's been bothering me is you hear people a lot of times talk about things like the Illuminati and the magic that Hollywood uses. And they say, well, they have to tell you what they're doing and get your permission, even if it's on a subconscious level. Well, let me say this. There's some really dark stuff that goes on. And even on a subconscious level, there's no way I would give my permission for that. Well, maybe it's not permission that they need. Maybe it's more like Inception, where they're planting the seed. And we are the ones that are creating these different realities. Maybe AI never existed in the capacity that I've talked about on my show 15, 20, 30 years ago. But maybe because somebody's been planting these seeds in Hollywood, it's now starting to manifest, not only in the present day, but also in the quote-unquote past. Because we have the ability to create, and time doesn't exist in the sense that we think that it does. So, people put these ideas out there, in subtle ways, and they slowly get integrated into our belief system. 
And what we've learned through things like the Maharishi effect is that you only need 1% of a given population to influence this field to start to manifest change. So if they put these ideas out there through things like Hollywood and it hits that critical mass, then the creation begins. Now, why am I saying this? What, this, is where my, this is why my head hurts so much right now. This is why I think I need to take some time off and really process this. I've been frustrated with why nobody seems to be interested in a lot of the things that we talk about because I feel that I've got good sources, good references, good research to back it up where you can at least sit there and I can say, look, I'm not nuts. I'm not the only one saying this. There's credible people saying this stuff. And I, I, I know a couple things. I know that my journey started, my understanding of this start, stuff started with my intuition a lot of this information came to me on a, what I'll call for now the psychic level. I want to find a different term for that because psychic is one of those words that turns people off. And then I was prompted to do research and found that the impressions I had led me to the path that I'm on right now. I'm giving a summary right now. If you read my first book, I Am Human, We're Not Who We Think We Are, it, it details it nicely. My point is, I'm seeing, I'm thinking back now on the idea that I have, and it's like, wow, well, this is the Matrix. This is Inception. This is Terminator. So many of those movies, Total Recall, things that deal with consciousness, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, so many different pieces and components out there that have been seeded that have put those ideas in people's minds, even if on a subconscious level, that makes them open to it. Now, here's the kicker. Something that's always stuck with me, going back to The Matrix. Spoiler alert here, my friends. If you've never seen The Matrix trilogy, you might not want to listen to the next this next part here. However, you're all caught up. You're like, wow, Neo's the one. He's fighting the system. He's going to break free. He's going to free everybody. He's the savior. He does what the prophecy said he was going to do, what his intuition was leading him to do, what all the signs were leading him to do. He walks in, he meets with the architect, and the architect drops a bomb. He said, Neo, you are an anomaly. We planned for you. We knew you were going to come here. We knew you were going to have all these abilities. We knew you were going to piece everything together. Simply put, you're the key to keeping this matrix functioning. You're the key to the survival of humanity. But survival to humanity is codependent on the survival of AI and the machine tech. In order for everyone to survive, we need to basically have a complete apocalypse and start over again. We're going to kill everybody who's escaped from the matrix except for the 16 people that you select. So Neo and his vision and his rebellion was planned for. It was part of the revolution. It was part of the system of control. And I worry about that always as I see what's happening. And I always say, you know, when I watch David Icke's stuff, and I, I have the utmost respect, I'm not criticizing David Icke, why is he allowed to put all this stuff together if, if these people, let's just use the term Illuminati, if they're as old as they seem to be, and advanced as they seem to be. 
Well, then how is it that all of a sudden we know about things like the Bilderberg Group? How do we now know? Did they suddenly just mess up? Or do they want us to know? I don't think all of a sudden, as somebody who worked in in intelligence and operational security, you don't just mess up all of a sudden. This information's out there because they let it come out there. Why? Here's what came to me tonight, what I'm thinking about. And it's scary because those those neos out there, those Morpheuses out there, those of us who are trying to search for truth and spread the word, myself being a very big culprit of that, what if we are the catalyst? What if we have been compromised? What if by me talking about the UFO, the disclosure, the artificial intelligence and the power that it potentially has and the archons, and I'm planting that now out into your minds, what if I am helping reach that critical 1% of understanding of belief to then create it and manifest it? I, I, I know, it sounds wild. We really have to wonder about that. If you've listened to most of my shows, you'll understand where I'm getting this stuff from. But if you just look at the article that I just read, the two articles I just read, three articles, whatever, AI is going to be able to generate its own fake news. Elon Musk has Neuralink where we're going to be able to merge with tech, which means we're going to be uploaded to the cloud. Hollywood industry is looking to further immerse us into their own movie false realities, we're going to be uploaded to the cloud. I did a show on that. Is it not a cycle? Is that what's, ha- is that what's happening? It hurts my head, my friends. It hurts my head. I-, I don't know if this makes any sense, but it's something I think we need to, to think about. And we need to come back to when I talk about my shows on remote viewing, when I talk about on my shows about developing our intuitive and our psychic senses and abilities and making sure that we're unplugging from this stuff and focusing on the positive alternatives. I feel that personally I've been giving a lot of energy, all my energy right now into the UFO disclosure piece. I've gotten caught up in it. Maybe that's exactly what they want. So I, th- I, I, I feel driven to continue to investigate this, but I think we also need to continue to work on creating our own realities. Now, the hands-on healing course that I've been taking, the first part of it, the training that I've been going through, is you make a list of, let's say, 20 things that you want to manifest in your life. And you really visualize each one of these things. You sit there, you think about it, you envision yourself doing that thing or having that thing and holding it and feeling it and smelling it. And you create an image in it. He does what's called rapid image cycling. So you have these feelings, you're feeling it. You're not just wanting it. You don't want it. You feel it as if what it feels like when you have it. And then you just rapidly cycle through these images and and, and it's that's all as far as I've gotten in the course, but I suspect that those things, I do see those things starting to manifest in my life. I haven't been doing it long enough yet uh, or well enough yet to, to actually get results. My point is, 
it's okay to, to, to li- obviously it's okay to listen to the show. It's okay to explore these things. But I think we need to be very cautious. And I guess I may have that responsibility if I continue to do this show to be cautious in how I'm putting information out there and what I'm putting out there. And be careful with what you're consuming because we may have that power to create our own realities. This may account for the Mandela effect. This may be why things are so crazy now because with social media, there's so many different stories out there that realities and pasts are in fact changing. Man, I hurt my own head on this one. Okay. I hope I got that all out there. Uh, There's another article in the Wall Street Journal. I don't subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, so I can only read you guys the headline here. Um, I will have the link to it, but it says, What's on your mind? Bosses are using artificial intelligence to find out. AI tools give companies instant insights from employee surveys that once took months to process. So basically, the little bit I was able to read, employees take a survey, AI processes it, and it's inside your head. More validation that this is happening. I suspect this has already happened, and that's the level of the matrix that we call our physical reality right now. That's what's going on. That's how we are being used to manipulate and create I think the real revolution, the real rebellion is in us taking control of that collectively and manifesting what we want and not just spitting out what they're giving us. I'll have links to all of this, as I said. Uh, I think that was the last article. Oh, no. You know... I'm read, there's another article I'm going to talk about. It's from Reader's Digest. And after everything I just said, I'm going to link to it. I'm going to, I'm going to think about if I want to talk about this. Because this, this next article I want to talk about ties into a lot of my research for Food for the Archons, the book I'm still trying to get done. Reader's Digest is called This is What It's Really Like to Be an Exorcist by Rachel Stavis. And it talks about, it's, 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 Rachel talks about, she says that she sees entities everywhere, basically, and that they are attaching to people and feeding off of their energy. Now, this is the, the early stuff I talked about regularly on my show. It was one of the driving factors and forces in, in you know, my last book and the book I'm writing now. Energy parasites, they're out there. She sees them. She, she identifies them. She talks a lot about what that means. She says most everybody has had one at one point in their life. It talks about how when you're emotionally vulnerable or when you're in these lower vibrational states, you know, fear, sadness, loneliness, that's when these things can attach to you. And she apparently has the ability to get rid of them. Something I think, again, we need to be mindful of. I, I, I really thought my whole show was going to be about this, but I ended up getting sidetracked with the AI stuff. I may come back to this in another show. I'm going to leave you the link in the show notes so you can read it. When I read this, I felt I've been vindicated. She can see everything I talk about in my book. 
that these things are real, which I think they are. I think they're no different than germs. I think they're somehow tied into this matrix. I think they're like computer viruses, and I think they get into our systems, and they feed that influence. They corrupt our ability, and, and they corrupt our thoughts and our feelings and manipulate us to put out the thoughts that the system wants, that whatever is in control that system wants, whatever the system is resonating towards wants. It influences us to create that darker reality. We need to find ways to focus on the positive. Find what feels good. Focus on that. I'll link this so you guys can read it. I, I can't get into that right now. I hope that I made some sense tonight. Uh, I'm going to cut this show short. I'm honestly feeling kind of lightheaded right now, um, just from still recovering. There's a lot going on, my friends. Um, Ray and I at Six Sense Media are doing our best to objectively get you as close to the truth as we can. If my story seems to evolve, that's because I'm going through this publicly with all of you as I'm searching for my answers. Uh, I have no problem if I come across other information saying, hey, you know what? I was wrong last week because here's what I found. I haven't come across that level of information yet. Um, but the more I find, uh, <laughs> I want to say the more muddier the picture's getting for me. Anyway, we're, we're doing our best. Uh, I'm going to put the plea out there again. If you can contribute, if you have information, if you want to if you want to do something, if you want to write an article, a YouTube video, uh, a guest blog, you want to be a guest on the show, whatever it is, we welcome your help and your support. Uh, it would mean the world. Your comments, because I'm still amazed how quiet the world seems on many of these topics. Uh, but maybe that's a good thing, given everything that I just talked about. I don't know, my friends. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, and I'm going to go try and get some rest now because I'm pretty exhausted. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful week. More to come next week on The Secret Podcast. Uh, I have had some requests for guests, so I'm working on getting them booked in the upcoming weeks as well. Um, and that's it. That's all I got, my friends. I'm a little out of it right now, so my apologies if I sound a little off this week. But uh, thank you for taking the time once again to listen. Don't forget to check us out at SixthSenseMedia.net. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Sixth Sense Media. And on Twitter at Six underscore Sense underscore Media. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been another episode of The Secret Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep open mind. Thank you.